But when I was younger, I used to love matching. Like, you know, if I'm wearing a green outfit, it had to be the green eyeshadow. You know, if I was wearing red, it had to be red. It did not look good, right. but that didn't matter. Hello and welcome to The Glow Up, presented by Stellar Magazine. I'm Vicky Nataro, and as always, I'm here to chat to some of our favourite people about one of our favourite things, beauty. Uh, this fortnight's episode is brought to you by the wonderful people behind Skin Crush. It's a fantastic new at-home microdermabrasion tool that I'm dying to tell you all about. Fabulous women behind the award-winning Renew Clinic, Sinead and Jeanette, are nurses with 16 years experience of treating skin, including my own. Um, they designed Skin Crush so that you can experience a clinic quality treatment in your house for a fraction of the price. So five years in development, Skin Crush is a little pink machine and it's designed to exfoliate the dead skin cells on your face to re- reveal a smoother and more vibrant complexion. And it works two ways. It has a double action of suction and crystals on the tip to gently exfoliate dull skin away and improve the appearance of fine lines, blackheads, open pores, and in my case, uneven skin tone. And it also enhances the absorption of your skincare. So you're extra glowing afterwards. So you simply choose your intensity that can be regular or intense you pull your skin taut with your other hand and you let the little sucker do its business and I've been using it at home for the last few weeks and my formerly rough and patchy skin around my cheeks and nose is smooth as a baby's ever since I'm so impressed but I'm not surprised because Renew have been instrumental in my own skincare since Jesus it must be 2016 before I got married I've had skincare consultations with them I've had chemical peels I've had Botox and this is just their latest invention and I love it so for more information see skincrush.com and I'll fill you in a bit more at the end. So this week's guest is somebody I'm very excited to introduce you guys to because she's the newest member of our fabulous stellar team. Uh, she's a stylist, director, producer, all-round creative genius and now she's our wonderful fashion editor. I'm so pleased to welcome Zeta. Hi, hello. Hi, how are you today? I am feeling a lot of feelings, I'll be honest. <laughs> but most of all, excited. It's my first week. It's my, yeah, it's my first week and we are, we're, 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 it's, it's weird times, but it's cool times. Exactly. And it's hard, like, it's hard to kind of welcome somebody new to the team and, and try and like train everyone in over, you know, fecking WhatsApp and, and over email. My deputy, Rebecca, had the same thing. So, yeah, like, yeah. you'll be amazing. Yeah, she's actually texting me, uh, emailing and texting me about that. But yeah, literally, it's been, it's, it's been so cool. Everyone's been so lovely. Obviously, you have the ner- the usual nerves. I think everybody else can like kind of relate with that with starting a new totally. job. Anyway, in general, even pre pre panoramic times, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but even now, obviously, it's a little bit more heightened. But honestly, I think I think uh, hopefully I don't know it's up to you. I think I'm managing just about. No, you're doing great, and um, we're so excited to have you on board. So, um, we wanted to kind of introduce you to our listeners because. Being a fashion editor is obviously about clothes more than anything else, but there's also kind of a glam element involved. You also have an amazing personal style and amazing glam looks of your own. I do be trying. (laughs) You do be trying and and succeeding. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of introduce you. So why don't you tell our listeners something, some things about yourself? Tell us about yourself, first of all. Yeah, so yeah, I I I basically I'm Zed the Architect. Um everybody usually calls me Zeta and yeah, I'm a stylist um, and now a fashion editor. <laughs> and basically, yeah, I just I just love clothes and I just love creating and I just love putting things together so much. Um ergo my name kind of um but yeah, I just love doing 
Uh, basically, I don't know. I, I don't know what else I could say. I've just, I've done a lot um, over the last year. I think I kind of like put my foot on the pedal um, the last year. Basically, essentially to get a job, as amazing as this. Uh, <laughs> so I put my foot on the pedal. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this very, very seriously because I kind of want to... Um, I want to be known and be cool in the Irish fashion scene. And yeah, so I guess some could say we're successful. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's, I don't know, what else could I say about me? You're 25 years old. Yes, I'm so, 25. So that's young for a big job like this. So yes, it is. Actually, yeah, I, I wanted to say that because I'm like, I feel so cool. <laughs> I feel so cool. But yeah, turned 25 a few months ago. So I kind of like, it's like, obviously, because when you have a birthday in the pandemic, everything kind of feels like at a standstill. So it yeah. doesn't really, if, I still feel like I'm 23. I really do. Um, <laughs> Me too. <but> like, <laughs> legally, I'm 25. Um, but um, so yeah, like it's, yeah. So I, this feels so amazing because like, I'm like, I'm so honored that like such so much responsibility is kind of being put on my head. And I think I don't I think I'm very, very capable. I'm very, very like I'll be like I'll be it's the first week, so ask me <laughs> ask yeah. me later. But um, I think I think I think I'm doing it. I'm trying my best already. You are. And look, I wouldn't have hired you if you weren't incredible. Oh, like you should have seen it. this gal's application, you guys. Like oh, incredible stuff. Like, I do be doing really, the most really impressive. I do be doing the most. <laughs> but yeah, no, honestly, it's really cool. I think I'm just excited just to get going. Um I like just to get going into it and like just do as much cool shoots and work with some and get to meet so much people obviously you know pandemic and uh, we can never forget yes. about that but i think obviously getting to meet all everyone in the team which obviously i'm trying to virtually creep on everybody and uh, <laughs> <laughs> get to know everyone's in this like so much cool people thankfully i was actually already following i've got a few of them but um but yeah just trying to virtually meet people and then in real life meet people and just create loads of cool things with the team so yeah tell us how did you know that like fashion was your destiny like when when did it occur to you that this is what you wanted to do with your, with your life um very long time ago actually um I actually speak about this because whenever I kind of talk to people so I when I first fell in love with fashion would have been like 12 or 13 um and it's basically true just sustainability which obviously it's a big buzzword now but I didn't know what that was when I was 12 I was in six I was in six class first year like um <laughs> like but um so yeah I would have been I think I, I, I my parents enrolled me to like them summer school like sewing classes kind of thing because I really really wanted oh, cool. to do it yeah um in Faroiga I don't know if you guys know what Faroiga is like you know the youth uh thing oh yeah do. yeah and then it just happened to, I think I was early and it just had to be a charity shop um across I just walked in I just saw like you know like it's like five things for five euro and I actually like went to the basket grabbed loads and I just started making things and I just fell over into fashion through that and I used to love changing my aesthetic like every day so sometimes I'd be a goth kid sometimes I'd be a little fairy kid like literally, <laughs> I just I just loved like creating things and it's funny that we're actually talking we're going to be talking about makeup because I don't do obviously as much in terms of like being really creative with makeup but when I was younger, I used to love matching. Like, you know, if I'm wearing a green outfit, it had to be the green eyeshadow. You know, if I was wearing red, it had to be red. It did not look good, right. but that didn't matter. You know, it <laughs> <laughs> did not matter. Uh, so, yeah. So then obviously, as I just started growing up, you don't really think the fashion um, is a like people like obviously now it seems like a probable career to have but when you're growing up and you know, when you're in school, they're doing like, you know, the careers, um, you know, when you're doing the careers, yes. me, Shane, no one's no one sits there and considers like fashion to be like a proper 
career path which is hard but I hope that's changed now obviously as kids are growing up but back then like I think I wanted to be um, an English teacher because that was the only opportunity available to me and like in terms I because I didn't like maths I didn't like science I didn't like any of those things but I love words and I loved writing so I was like okay I'll be I'll be something in English and then obviously the only career path as usual provided to your things that like people think is the most sustained like like sustainable to work in and then yeah I think I went on to college. I went, went to Maynooth. And while I was there, I fell like literally deep into the fashion society scene. So I was like the head stylist there. Yes. Um, I, basically the usual path. Um, so I was head stylist there. I was styling a lot of stuff with the society there. We also had like an Afro sock as well that I was working with. And I was also the president of that for, I think, a year or two. And then we used to like have fashion shows as well. In the, so I tried to put fashion into both society, even though Afro sock was in a fashion society. We had a fashion <laughs> show it. anyway. That's dedication. <laughs> so yeah, but obviously even while I was in college, obviously I'm loving fashion, getting to work with actually other Afro socks as well and other staff society, other colleges. Um, on fashion, you still don't think it's a career because obviously I'm in college for another um, another career path. But then I think towards my last year, I started to be like, hmm, maybe this is actually possible when people are kind of like starting to ask me and um, to either, you know, do like little styling things. There are obviously, compared to what I'm doing now, they were nothing. <laughs> like, you know, styling my mates <laughs> or styling, you know, they were nothing. But like, it was it was good to kind of get started. So that would have been around, yes, yeah, six, seven years ago. I would have been like 18, 19, 20. And then, yeah, so I just started doing those little, little things. Then I left and graduated from college. I started working at eBay and that kind of pushed me further into even more into the fashion scene because I had access to kind of like secondhand fashion and more sustainable fashion. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So I was on eBay for a little bit. And then what happened when I was on eBay? So yeah, then I left eBay to become a stylist in now the poor Top shop, but the great shop shop. Uh, so I, like, <laughs> I miss that shop so much. So it's all much. on ASOS now, uh, right? All yeah, the they're still on show. ASOS, but it's just not. It's not the same. It's not the same. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was a stylist in there for a little bit, and then yeah. So while I was there, I got to meet so much people, and um, from all ages, and it was it was definitely a learning experience in terms of like speaking to people and talking to people of different yes. ages so I'd ha- sometimes I'd have kind of 12 year olds come in and then sometimes I'd have like grannies come in as well you know um sometimes yeah. like, even I think for a mother's day we had like I I got to invite um a really close um DJ called um Aoife and she works under so hot so spicy and her mom and they came in to get glammed up and then I got to start them in loads of outfits and just took pictures and was like very very cute so I got to like work with different ages it was mostly moms and daughters um, um that's cute but yeah so that was really cute so then that so that was like my first proper adult I'm a stylist now <laughs> <laughs> so I got to do that for a bit and then I think while I was doing that obviously the doors opened up a little bit more so I kind of started freelancing a lot more for kind of artists especially in R&B and um, hip-hop scene so styling a lot of them getting to do more editorials then I left to kind of start freelancing and this would have been towards the end of 2019 so I started yeah. freelancing and again to do loads more doing music doing everything come to the great march of 2020 and everything <laughs> we will never stopped. forget it <laughs> never ever forget it and everything stopped just stopped completely um but then I think luckily I guess our industry is essential essentially 
<laughs> yes, it uh, is. So a fashion was, is essential. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that obviously things stopped in March. I got to have a little break, which I'm so glad because I was working like crazy till February. I think the last thing I was on was a film set where I was doing costume design on. Um, so I was a little bit kind of like, which is, so I think you guys had some articles on it in terms of burnout. So a little bit. So I yes. did need that pause. I really did. But then I got the pause for April. Come May. Gas on the pedal. I don't know. Some some kind of epiphany happened for me, I think. I was like, you know what, Owen? We're, I know we're in a panoramics, in a Panasonic, in a Panendulum right now. <laughs> but you know what? You're going to have to do this fashion thing. So I literally put my gas, like my foot, I can't even drive. But I put my foot on that <laughs> pedal. And I pushed and I just did as much kind of like, you know, was pitching, was sending emails, was trying to get everyone to know about who I am and created kind of my artist name, kind of said the architect. So that would have been after um, like that really came into um, came into my mind around June last year. So I was, you know, emailing stylists, messaging stylists, messaging brands like, hey, like me. Hi. Hello. Um, and then, yeah, so just put my foot on the pedal and. I am now here. So that's literally, that's a very, it's probably long-winded. No, it, it just goes to show that when you have a passion and you're tenacious and you, you know that you have the talent and you know that you have the drive and the ambition and the motivation required of a job like this because it's not easy, as you know, and it does take a lot. But I mean, if you really put your foot in the pedal this time last year and now you have a full-time job as fashion editor, it's the only really full-time fashion editor in Ireland now. Um, I'm so proud that that you're on our team and I love hearing your backstory because I was the same. I did a degree in English and film studies because I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. And it was through kind of the, again, the societies in college. I started writing for the, the Trinity News. Mm-hmm. I was writing a sex column. Ooh. And that's how I got my first job. So like, I love hearing that college doesn't have to be this kind of traditional experience for everybody. You don't have to do the degree and then follow follow that path like both you and I did general degrees, which I I think the older I get, the more I realise how much I learned from my degrees as well, because they're, you know, English and film, it sounds quite abstract, but like you're reading these like important works and you're learning about like the world through them. And I feel like that's kind of informed my writing. So I'm sure it's informed your fashion no, as well. No, 100%. Like I studied English and sociology um, in Maynooth. And I think my my final thesis in sociology was on um, the sociological importance of hair uh, to young Nigerian oh, men yeah. and women um, living in Ireland between the ages of 18 to 25. I don't know how I remember that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's what it was. But because it's funny enough, I actually did this in 2016, um, 2017. And um, so... There wasn't actually that much text on kind of, you know, uh, black hair or ethnic hair. Um, So I didn't actually have much to kind of transcribe it to. But luckily we had kind of alternative fashion. So that's actually what I used for text in my um, in my thesis was just like, you know, being different in things like you put on your body. So, you know, in makeup, in fashion. So it's great now, like in the last two years and last year, we've there's so not, much. There's so yeah, much sex the now, but I'm like, I wish there was four years ago. Um, yeah. But no, so but I, isn't that great? Yeah. Now that like people doing that course now will have these resources that have just kind of come to prominence. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so it was actually, so just to kind of say back to what you were saying, how it relates to the fashion, I got to actually think about that while doing that degree about what you wear what you put on yourself um, yes. and like you know what what basically what you essentially what you put on yourself and that's fashion you know um yeah. so even though my the, uh, the thesis was about hair 
I actually got to relate it in that sense. And so there's essentially a section of that in my thesis about what you put on yourself. So yeah, no, definitely college. I, cause I obviously going in when I was entering college in 2013 and leaving in 2017, it was two completely different people. Um, never, ever thought. Oh, that's even, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though I love clothes, absolutely love fashion. I never, ever in my wildest dreams thought I would be leaving and actually be considering a fashion um, career path. Probably my parents would never have considered. Now they love it. But they would have never same, thought that this same. would have been a proper path as well. Uh, so it's great. And, and definitely, did you ever did you ever think about getting into design? Into was was that kind of ever an option for you? So I would have loved to, but it wasn't a real thing. You know what I mean? Like obviously that's not the yeah. truth, and that's not the case. Um, I don't think that I don't agree with the, the, uh, that at all. But obviously, when you're you know applying for your CAO, you're doing all those things. There's no world that uh, you know especially because of the career paths my parents have themselves. It's more professional uh, career paths. Uh, you wouldn't think that would I be able to put a design college on my on my CAO. So everything on it, I think, was English, was law, because uh, I was really interested in human rights. So I did uh, philosophy in my first year. So I really wanted to do things in human rights as well. Um, so yeah, that's all was all, all my CAO options, you know? So I wanted to, but it wasn't. Like, obviously now, now I'm like, hmm, should I? But obviously, uh, like, I'm sorry, if I was able to fill out the form now, I would have been like, should I? But back then it wasn't. Like, it's, like, and I'm glad now I've seen more people kind of going to college like NCAD or, you know, or Griffith College yeah. or LSAD. And it's like, it seems to be a proper and a, a respected career path now. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's people see it as art now where they yeah. did it before. Yeah, it wasn't the case before. And our office is right next to NCAD. So when we're back in the office, yeah, you'll be surrounded by yeah, these Yeah, I, I get to work with, yeah, I know a lot of people actually, because like I, in my, what I do, just because once again, I love kind of sustainability and that's, that'd be my background. So I love using kind of handmade pieces, Irish design pieces. So I have actually worked with so much people from NCAD and I love, even before kind of got the role, they would have kind of messaged me being like, hey, I saw um, Zeta, I saw that you use um, some pieces from the day. I'd love for you to use mine as well and I'm like I'm so happy because it's like I want to kind of like obviously I didn't have as big of a platform as I I, I have now and um, but the fact that I'd be able to use their stuff and they were comfortable kind of letting me because some some of these uh, students literally put their heart soul and tears yes and their whole year right oh a whole year um, and some of the pieces are literally so I literally have some of them around me right now <laughs> um, so I literally said right like looking at some of them but yeah so so intricate so I'm like so honoured um, that it's like a proper uh, respected um, career path now just fashion in general yes. um, or creativity or arts in general because it's 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 so important so needed and no one can deny obviously you know respect to kind of you know the health services and people you know proper professionals in terms of health and healthcare killing it in the last year and helping society but we can't deny how much art has been you know influential and so important to us in the last year as well especially um so I'm glad that people are putting some respect on our names you know absolutely and come here you you say that like sustainability was always kind of really important to Mm -hmm. you does that translate into your kind of beauty consumption as well funny enough slowly it's going to because i think it's a case of like in terms of you know having vegan products um or even how do i say it's hard so obviously living in ireland and having my skin tone it's only in the last while (laughs) that there was products you know catered to even available you know so you can't really have you know have a stick in your bum 
if we're in that exactly. case, you know, like you're going to take what you're going to take. Like I remember when I was younger, you know, there was only one foundation option for all of us. So we all looked ridiculous. Was that Mac? Yeah, it did not, but that yeah. didn't matter. It did not matter because right. I was, I was piling it on. So it was a mask anyway. Um, so, um, so yeah, so I couldn't, so it's only in the last while now, you know, there's more options available that I'm like, okay, wait, I can actually sell on a high horse and maybe kind of adapt. Yes. And even Irish brands, which I found incredible, like Sculpted by Amy, mm-hmm. have broadened their range and that that's vegan and it's, you know, like cleanly made mm-hmm. and cruelty free. And I'm just like, yes, girls, get it. Exactly. Like, it's exactly. so brilliant to see. Yeah. And like even on the other side of the coin, like they, this is Ireland. And for so long, you know, there's really, really pale people here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Every foundation had pink or orange undertones where yeah. now you can get a clean white base. And I just think beauty has come such a long way. Way. And mm-hmm. it really is thanks in part to the Irish entrepreneurs that are, are hustling it forward. One hundred percent, and that's in like you know yeah definitely in beauty, even in like fashion as well, definitely. And I think something in, about struggles is um, a lot of things are usually catered to the middle ground. You know, absolutely, yeah. So yeah. funny enough, like people on the both sides of the spectrums are suffering, you know, so like you just said there, totally. so in, in terms of paler yeah. people, in terms of darker skinned people, you know, in terms of smaller size people, in terms of bigger size people, they're actually all equally sometimes actually being affected negatively by, you know, brands not catering, catering to them. Absolutely. So it's something I yeah. think definitely yeah. we should, like people should consider. It's like, you know, people that are, you know, are size four, size six, or people that are really pale are having sometimes just the same amount yeah. of struggles as people that are size 24 or quite dark Absolutely. skin as well. Um, so that's something interesting I think people should actually consider and brands should consider totally I was only having this conversation last night with my husband because he despairs of women's clothing and how like he's like why isn't it just you know in inches like lads clothing like why why do you have to deal with all these like arbitrary sizing that's different in every shop yeah and for me like my struggle with fashion is always my boobs I have massive oh, boobs stop. and people think that I'm bragging when I say that I'm not I hate them and literally I got a beautiful dress sent to me last week by, from Zalando gorgeous fits me perfectly everywhere it won't even attempt to close over my boobs and it's just like why stop why? like whenever and the thing is I always feel bad because like my closest friends wouldn't uh, wouldn't be, have as big of a chest as I do so like whenever I'm complaining it sounds like I'm bragging it's like I promise you I, know. I am not because my, my fashion style is quite androgynous like obviously in the last year I've been trying to explore more kind of like sensual styling in terms of actually showing off and the cleavage which I never if you scroll down I didn't even, did I even have boobs prior to 2020? No, I, I'm not sure. Um, so literally, so like, and it's it's so frustrating because it's like you want to, I love to have like androgynous fashion or, you know, really oversized stuff, but it just, sometimes you just look like a blob. And like, like totally. look, I always try Absolutely, to say, it's like, yeah. I'm a stylist and I'm struggling. So guys, look, look, yeah. you know? Uh, we we so all have our issues in fashion and it's like he's like would you not go to a tailor and I'm like yeah for a big event I would like if I had to have a glamorous dress mm-hmm. that need to fit me like a glove absolutely I'd go to a seamstress or a tailor and get it fixed but for your everyday clothes like yeah. I was trying to put on something just to go for a drink last night yeah. and I was sweating and shouting and I went out in a really bad mood now it only took like two spicy margaritas to fix my mood <laughs> but it pisses me off when it's hot and you can't wear anything anyway that's a rant for another day so tell me what, what foundation brand then or like base brand do you now wear like what who caters to you and your skin type literally my absolute and I never would have known about it if not for an amazing makeup artist called Face by Waku um and I think I think because I was listening to uh, the last I think it's one of the last ones you've had with Courtney Smith 
And I think yeah. uh, at the start she was saying something like, you know, it's the makeup, it's the makeup, the glam team that really puts you on, basically. Uh, on shoots and stuff. So yeah, I think we're on a shoot and then it's NARS. Um, NARS that I use for my foundation and oh my God, okay. the color match. Which one is it, do you know? It is the Natural Radiant Longwear Foundation. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, that's like everyone's choice for bridal, everyone's choice for shoots. It's just really beautiful. It is stunning. So I, I like quite a match. Like, mm. Me too. <laughs> Literally, yeah, me like, too. does sweat exist? No, it does not. Dang. You know, <laughs> I think we're soul sisters. I'm like, yeah, I'm I like exactly to look absolutely because obviously I like to, I do like to pile on. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes when makeup artists do, and they, they, they use the same foundation, but it's like they literally like use two or three pumps. And I'm like, how? Yeah. What are More. you doing? <laughs> More, please. You know, but like, but what I love is no matter how much I pile on, it never feels cakey. Ever, ever. No, it's, it is really sophisticated. Like it's very, um, it's not dewy, but it does have a bit of a radiance to it. And it, it's gorgeous coverage. And yeah, you actually can't put too much of it on, which you is amazing. For me, as, a, as an oily gal in the summer, I tend to avoid it just because I look like I still manage to look oily even mm-hmm. with it on. But in the winter, that's like my go-to for giving me just a bit of a glow. It's absolutely, it is absolutely beautiful. NARS never used to have a very broad uh, foundation range. So it's brilliant to hear that they're catering to more skin types now. They did not. But honestly, their range now is so good. And I know for the makeup artist at Moaku, she definitely like, she because she does various skin tones. And she, I know she has, all, she literally like has used kind of um, in her kit, has so much of them, of the different from like multiple skin. And I, I think they're buildable as well, which is what I like. But yes. they're also like yeah. they're able to actually go over like so I think someone that's a little bit lighter and a little bit darker than me could also still use the same color range I use, which is Marquise. Um but like what I love as well that's a nice is word. um is the NARS, I think it's the cosmetic, it's like um the pour and shine primer, which is what I use underneath. Oh right, okay. Which is I think that just helps so much to kind of like hold it onto your face. I just love that combo. I think for my face, the 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 foundation and the primer, they just they literally like they just stay on me. I love that when you find something that works for you, it's just like I'm never letting go and just pray it's never discontinued. <laughs> I've yeah. bought it so many times. And um, luckily I didn't have to use that much of it because I was not wearing makeup last year. Uh, <laughs> I literally was not. Same. Uh, but I absolutely I adore it so much. Like when this is finished. I'm gonna buy more of it again. I hope they never like because I that's why sometimes the worst thing I think for kind of darkest skin uh, people is a brand makes an amazing product and everyone and loves it, it and then they just discontinue yeah. it. I know it's the worst, is literally. I, I tend to stockpile things and it's bad because you aren't meant to keep especially foundation for that long because yeah. it can separate but I'm just like I don't care I'll keep shaking it it's fine because <laughs> if they get rid of this I'm going to be devastated yeah I totally get you but those are the two I think definitely for my face um, yeah yeah and what else do you like do you wear any kind of colour cosmetics you were mentioning that you like um like bright eyeshadows to match your bright outfits so yeah NYX NYX actually has a really little gorgeous mini palette and it has just like loads of like greens and reds and yellows and oranges on it. Um, it's a very small, like compact one, but I love that. Um, like in the last, like I think more so before the, I was like willing to kind of like match a bit more. But now I don't know. I've been yeah. loving like the really like bronzy look. So I love a good highlighter. What highlighter is your favorite? Let me see. I have it right here beside me, actually. So it's Revolution. It's the Vivid Baked Bronzer. Um, and it's rock oh, yeah. on world good things. and oh my god it's so cheap it's cheap and cheerful 
when it actually comes out because I think the worst thing sometimes we're like once again and I hate obviously coming back to skin tone all the time but unfortunately it just affects that's your face like yeah yeah it affects kind of all my decisions but sometimes you love a highlighter and it looks so good and like you see the ad or you see someone else on stories using it and you're like I need to get that and then you get it and then it barely comes out on you you're like okay I'm a joke yeah or it can, it can they can be quite ashy sometimes exactly and it literally looks like a line on your face for paler girls the, the, what they do with ours is for, they put feckin' blue and pink undertones in them mostly blue and it's just like what are you, what are you doing stop that I don't want blue on my face yeah like, so. it ends up looking like a glitter bond it's like mm, that's not the desired <laughs> effect that I'm looking for right now mm. but yeah no I love that highlighter because I've been loving like kind of like the, like the goldy bronzy look because it's easy to yeah. get to go the gals that love to do the shadows and love to do the lines and love to do all that look more power to you more power <laughs> to you but I am so busy <laughs> literally I would love to be able to like sit in front of like a mirror and just like you know just do the lines and do all of that I just don't I just don't have she's too busy I love it but literally like I love like whenever I see kind of like people like with a detailed like you know liner and a really amazing shadow I'm like oh I would love to do that I don't have the lid space for that now in my eye shape but look I I feel like uh, looking at you the other day I, I was complimenting you on your beautiful eyes they're the most gorgeous shape and I think you could really rock like a like electric blue liquid liner with a flick okay like I'll, I'll be back I'll be back or Nick I think Nick's have one as well I think that could be really pretty on you or like an, a green or a fuchsia we'll, we'll sort you out with some liner we, we, we will we'll get we'll get you some yeah no I literally I love a line like I've been loving like I've been very inspired by them because I've been looking at beauty looks because I think you and I were talking as well like I want to because they're so much more connected than we think beauty and fashion oh yeah and so I really want to do some like more things kind of incorporating the two so I've been like looking into kind of like you know more creative direction and actually whenever I'm like trying to like make mood boards and make things like actually like include the makeup yes it's really interesting because I went to New York Fashion Week uh, must be two or three years ago now and Maybelline and Essie took me and I was like okay like you know people get their nails done for fashion shows I get that but like I wasn't prepared for the the amount of detail mm-hmm. that went into each individual nail look for each individual model and how like you know obviously it's artistic but like it, it actually blew my mind how fundamental yeah. like, nails on a, a runway were like I didn't you know and they weren't sometimes they weren't even anything special it was just like a nude polish but like yeah. so much thought had gone into how that worked with each look mm-hmm. and the hair and makeup and even just from attending fashion shows myself noticing like the different like people my, all my best friends are makeup artists and they used to say to me okay what look are you going for and yeah. I like um glamorous yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize that you could have like glass skin or the new one actually gals our listeners are um kind of always interested because my former co-host Valerie was really into like glass skin and dewiness and I'm really into matte skin but the new one is dolphin skin gal dolphin which yeah okay <laughs> which is kind of weird but I guess it means that it kind of looks matte and then when it catches the sun it can look a bit wet I don't really know. To that be actually does make I, sense. I don't have a face, I don't think, for dolphin skin, but sure look. Yeah. Um, these, are the, these are the trends that come and go. But yeah, I was really fascinated by how much uh, beauty kind of influenced mm-hmm. the fashion looks and vice versa. So yeah, I, I don't think I kind of appreciated it at the time. Now I would give my right boob to go back to New York Fashion Week and be swanning around backstage. Even from like watching TikToks and stuff, there's like a trend, I think, like in the depths the pits of the pandemic and um, we i think it was a trend it was like a fashion trend of like when you'd be sitting on um 
at a run like sitting in the audience of a runway show and like yeah. what, what you'd wear for the brands and then I loved so the last fashion people were doing that but then the makeup gals started doing their versions and the hair gals and it'd be like oh what makeup look I'd wear to this brand's like runway show oh. and like literally they were doing all these really really cool makeup looks and like when you saw the makeup look and then you saw the brand name you're like oh definitely that is a makeup look that you'd wear to that kind of yeah. that brand show so I really loved like their take on them the hair gals as well um obsessed with tiktok but literally i look for instance like for inspiration for makeup and stuff i love following um makeup i actually follow so much makeup and hair tiktoks for some reason and uh, just because i'm trying to like i'm like you know what let me like let me like i'm like okay I'm, I'm okay with the fashion thing i'm doing well there well i hope i'm doing well there with the fashion thing but like let me kind of like step up for makeup because i feel like some girls are like they're the whole package like you know they do the fashion thing really well yeah do the makeup thing really well they do their hair really well you're like you're a goddess yeah, well, you mentioned Courtney there. Like, she's known for her, like, gorgeous hair and, and on fleek lips and, yeah, everything is perfect. Yeah, so, no, they, they're so hand in hand. I do think most people are either fall into one category or another. Like, I'm definitely a beauty girl. You're definitely a fashion girl. But we're going to try with, yeah. <laughs> with each other's things and educate one another as mm-hmm. well. So, you are mentioning hair. Tell me, what are your favourite hair products that you like to use? So, I'm um, actually, this is absolutely horrible. I'm not a hair gal, okay? I'm not a hair gal. And my friend, if she, like, she probably, because she loves listening to things, she's she's, she's literally a hairstylist. She will crucify me because she literally, like, tries to recommend things. But I'm like, look, the shampoo fraud on my hair. Because the thing is, my, okay, so I have natural hair. I shaved my head. I used to bleach my hair like a crazy person. (laughs) So literally, I was, it was pink. It was silver. It was literally, I just loved just being bald and bleached. And then my hair, yeah, my hair was like, no, sis, no, stop it. (laughs) So I had to shave it all off. And then I just started being natural. And you know what's so funny is I literally just wash and go with whatever my brothers are using because they have their, they take care of their hair so well. So just use their stuff. Do they? Yeah. Like they have dreads, they have braids. Like they're really, like their hair is so long. I don't get it because like I'm the only girl and I'm a joke. Um, so literally uh, I just use whatever they have I wish I could have grabbed it down to show you uh, to like to, to tell so whatever they have and my hair has been literally flourishing it's so long now and it's like I don't know whenever I was like focused on it so much um, it wasn't doing well but now I'm just like ah, right. whatever well I tell you what go have a look in the shower after this and text Patrick and he'll put it in the show notes because we do have a lot of people of colour that listen that mm-hmm. would want to know what those boys are using because I kind of want to know what they're using. I'm gonna, I, I actually want to like, I'll, you know, I will tell you. I, I'll, I'll text you after, definitely. Because if I say Cantu, I would not recommend because everyone says don't recommend Cantu anymore. But I'll text you after it. Go okay. look for you. But yeah. Okay. Perfect. And you were saying that you have your natural hair. So it's it's actually grown loads in the pandemic. Yeah, literally. Well, I just left it alone. I literally just like, yeah. think that's something probably everyone might relate to. Just leave like, it alone. Everyone else but me. <laughs> just leave <laughs> it alone. Like all of because I get extensions and all of my my fellow extension friends are like, oh, you know, I didn't have them in the pandemic and I don't think I need them anymore. And I'm like, bitch, please. I'm like, give me all of the hair. Mine actually, I think it got weaker. <laughs> really? What was going on? Maybe it was the stress. It just my hair kind of reacts to stress badly. Um, and I I mean it's getting a bit better now, but I have a full head of extensions. So God bless yeah. the extension gods. Um, but everybody else who gets them, like my best 
one of my best friends, Caitlin, she's like, oh, yeah, I don't even need them anymore. And like, I had never seen her real hair until like this year. And I've known her for like 10 years. So, wow. yeah, I think I'm the only person in Ireland that uh, that had less hair. Yeah, literally <laughs> all I did was just braid it back. And I was just wearing, so I, I, I'd wear a lot of wigs. Uh, oh, which people okay. are always Tell like surprised about because I'm like these hair these wigs I'm wearing do not look like my real hair why do you think they're my real hair because <laughs> people are like because especially like my curly my curly afro wigs it's like oh my god that's not your hair I'm like huh <laughs> I want to start a petition for everybody to wear wigs I would oh my god yes literally yes like, literally, yes yeah have a different hairstyle every weekend that would be and I dream. love it I love it literally I, I'm doing braids now like during the summer just because like it does get quite the Cooler. girls the girlies they love to yeah. put the wigs on during summer you know more power to you because I don't know how you do it uh, but I cannot like I love to fill the wind on my scalp so I've been doing braids more and you're going to get really, really long ass braids soon. Oh, yeah. Just why not? Just why I not? Love I love a bit of glamour. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I love, I love a good wig. So like the, the ones you glue down your head, like, you know, like um, that's all well and great. But the effort it takes to do that, you know, what? like I said, the same thing to do that the liners, do the makeup, painful. I do not have time for that. You need a good hour yeah. added on to your routine just to kind of straighten it, just to glue your own natural right. hair back. And what, you're glu- so you're gluing it to your own hair? Yes, you glue it to your own hair. Okay. Um, it's not like permanent glue. No, it's not permanent glue. Right. Um, it's just a spray on. It's okay. just a spray. It's, it's got to be glue, actually, which a lot of people use. And I think got to be oh, now yeah, is now aware brush, that yeah. like black girlies are using that now. So like they're more, they're actually started campaigning towards that, which I'm glad that they noticed. Uh, but yeah, it's just okay, got to be hairspray. That. It's just got to be hairspray, but it's just got such a strong like hold. Oh, the yellow one. I know the one. Yellow and black. Yeah. yeah so it. um, it's got such a good hold that the people just started right. using it. Um, Not Gorilla Glue now. Jesus. Oh God, Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, I don't know if you remember that. There's a brand called Gorilla, like it's like snot that you use to for your hair, but there's a glue brand <laughs> called Gorilla Glue that is like for gluing things to the wall. Right, yeah, 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 I've heard of that. She mixed them up <laughs> and then her hair was glued to her head for the month. Oh, good. You Jesus. need to look this up wow. because it was a long thing. The things we do for glamour, like the things you The things we do, but her hair was laid to the gods. I'll tell you that now for free. Oh, my God. It was God, just stuck on her head. But hilarious. yeah, no, um, I love, <laughs> I love, yeah, no, I'm trying to like, literally, so what I want to do now, I'm like, okay, I mean, you kind of got the fashion thing down. I'm not a pro, but I'm like, I'm, I'm doing my best. Uh, well, actually, I'm a pro. I didn't say that. You didn't hear that. You are a pro, yeah. I am a pro. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like in every career you're in, you're always learning. I I never want to feel like I think I know everything. Of course. I'm yeah, always same, open yeah, yeah. to being like, okay, like I learned this, I'm inspired by this, or, you know, this is a new thing I'm learning about size, about height, about, you know, age in terms of fashion or yeah. in terms of trends. So like, yeah, I, like I would be considered, you know, professional, you know, style, professional fashion, uh, fashion editor is my job, but I think I never want to be closed off to being like, oh, I've learned it all now. Oh my God, no. Like you're literally, as our colleague Rebecca likes to say, every day is a learning day. I think she means every day is a school day. But... Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> just, literally, like you learn something that. new every day. So I never, ever, no matter how old I grow, I never, ever, or how big I might get, hopefully, fingers crossed, I never want to feel like that's it. I've learned everything. I don't need to learn anything more. Yeah, that's the right attitude. Okay, we only have, we have time for one more question. So this is something that I like to ask people because I don't have one. So do you have a signature scent yes i do it's dior okay dior darling it's dior baby i have literally sold them out it's the jadeau dior 
Oh, the perfume. Literally, for her, I am obsessed. With, if anybody wants to gift, I'm joking. <laughs> anyone wants to get up, but literally, I'm a get it, girl. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that perfume. Literally, I because I didn't used to be a perfume girly. I didn't. Um, but then my parents got it for me for one of my birthdays a few years ago, and literally, I think I've personally kept them in business. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I, I buy it. it so much. Even in the pandemic, I wasn't going anywhere. I just love it. I love that. I'm so jealous of people who have a signature scent, and that's the kind of gold bottle that Charlie Yes, Solana yes, that one. Yeah. I love it so much, and I mix it Beautiful. with a little bit of uh, it's a men's. It's a very cheap men's perfume from Zara. Um, which the, yeah so I literally it's like 12 euro but together so I do it like three it's like a spritz I do three spritz of that and then two of that yeah. and mix together mm, chef kiss love it you're amazing well look I this has made me more excited to work with you because I feel like Aww. we learn so much from each other we're gonna you're gonna make me more fashiony I'm gonna make you more beauty please and I'm just so excited for people to pick up the mag so uh, your first editorial is not the next issue but the issue after and I cannot wait to see it personally um, so thank you so much for being my guest thank and you for really looking me. forward to welcoming you in real life to the team we're gonna go for drinks next week and you're gonna meet all the girls yes cannot wait amazing well thank you so much so that's all we have time for this episode so thank you again to the wonderful women Sinead and Jeanette behind Skin Crush and Renew Clinic for sponsoring this episode so if you feel like your skin is dry dull patchy despite a good skincare routine I have been there Skin Crush is for you it costs 150 euro for several months worth of at home microdermabrasion like you literally get six months out of it which is so cost effective as well as actually visibly effective with visible results and you can buy replacement tips as well there's 30 euro for three and you get four uses from each tip so let's do the maths that's 12 uses and they recommend you do it pretty much every week or fortnight so for more see skincrush.com thank you as always for listening to the glow up and i'll be back in a fortnight with another wonderful guest